You a chapstick guy, Daryl? Uh, yeah. Mm. I'm uh, I'm into uh, lip lubrication. <laughs> a little I'm lip not, lube? A little lip lubrication. I'm not a, like, chapstick only kind of guy. Mm. But I do find myself using chapstick and carrying it around with me on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. I never use it. No. I've used it maybe thrice in my life. Mm-hmm. Regretted it every time. <laughs> so it always starts like in the winter time, right? We do a little bit of skiing, snowboarding. Sure. You got to be using it then. And even uh-huh. when you use a chapstick during your winter sports, your mouth and just your whole area gets wrecked. So mm-hmm. you end up sort of carrying that throughout the year as a habit is what I found all the way through um, the seasons. You just let them be dry. I just go through a week of dry lips. No I just way. have a dry week every Ugh. year. I just got a dry week. And like, I don't know, some about chapstick where I just like have to keep using it. I don't want to get addicted to the chapstick. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I don't, I don't want to be dependent. So I just kind of let my lips cycle through their, you know, things. And then I'll uh-huh. be back to like regular smooching form. Uh-huh, right, mm-hmm. right. No, I can't so. take it. I can't let that cycle be completed. I have to artificially support the luscious lip lubrication at all times. Okay. Well, uh, you've stumbled upon the number one dedicated, the world's premier <laughs> dedicated lip lube podcast. <laughs> no one likes the tuna. Hey, welcome to the new listeners. We got a bunch of new listeners this week. Hey, if you like the show, let us know. Rate, review us on uh, Apple Podcast. I'm getting that out there in the forefront. <laughs> on the forefront. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we watched Tokyo Drift. We're watching all the movies leading up to the release of Fast Nine. The the, the I'd say the key differ- differentiator between their podcast, oh, I because I imagine somebody else is doing this, right? Mm-hmm. And our podcast is they're probably doing it once. This for us will be the twentieth time we've watched through these movies and talked about them on the podcast. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I think it might be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Our eyes are not fresh. Our bodies are worn down. I puked on Friday <laughs> with fear of. Uh, Having to watch Tokyo Drift again this week. <laughs> no, I, it wasn't that, but I did have a. I got sick this week. It was not good. Do yeah. you know the the source of the issue here? Have you pinpointed that? No, we haven't pinpointed it. Hmm. But um, feeling better, not a hundred percent, but feeling better. I had to get a COVID test, mm-hmm. which I'm in the purgatory now. I don't think it's COVID, but. Hmm. Yeah. They made you get a COVID test after vomiting? If you have yeah. any symptoms of being sick in any way, the very responsible and very, uh, you know, good company, Disney Studios Incorporated, makes you return a negative COVID result before returning to work. Got it. Yeah. So... It's good to just, like, go do it right away as soon as you're feeling sick. And then it'll come back sooner, hopefully, and be negative, and I can go back to work, hopefully, 
Maybe tomorrow. I don't know. Yeah. You know who gets to work in this movie? <laughs> Sean Boswell. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. I had a fucking terrible watch through, Daryl. <laughs> I hate this movie. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yep, it's not good. One watch it was okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm having a good time in this series, all right? So, I mean, if we're talking about John Boswell, what's your stance on bedtimes? Are you uh are you a hard are you a hard stop at a certain hour? Are you a loose like it doesn't matter what time you go to sleep? Why don't you tell sort me guy? tell me uh, I mean, I have a lot of opinions on bedtime. <laughs> Tell me your Sean Boswell point about bedtime, and I'll tell you how I feel about bedtimes. I mean, I think there's two sides of the coin here. I think you're a bedtime person who, like, uh, designates a time, whenever that is, at, at your time of night to wind down and then enter your rest full state. And yeah. I think John Boswell is that kind of guy. I am not a bedtime guy, but mm. I am... I'm more of a wake-up guy. I Mm. set a time where I'm going to wake up, and then, you know, I just, like, wake up at that time, and whatever time I go to sleep, yeah, my bedtime is dictated by what time I want to wake up. And these days, it's getting, it's early. I'm up early these days. What time? Six, like, six o'clock or early. Six o'clock on the dot. My body wakes up at, like, 5.50. I look out. I see, like, a crack of sunlight. alarm? No alarm. Body just goes. Five fifty a.m. Yeah. Wow. And that sets my that sets my little like cadence throughout the day, and I just you know I just get tired around normal time, eleven thirty, twelve o'clock. I'm out. And does Sean like? Is are you talking about the fact that he he stays up late in this movie? Well, he's like out late with his friends. I mean, he is, but he's, you know, he's young. He's in high school. I mean, right. my bedtimes were crazy in high school. But John Boswell is, as a military man, man of regimen is what it seems. Yeah. He knows what time Sean needs to go to school. 7 a.m. train, he's got to catch it. So He's got to catch it. Lights out at 10 is a pretty good amount of sleep to get for a uh, up-and-coming youth of Sean's age. School starts at 7, or the train leaves at 7. train leaves at 7. The train leaves at 7. Let's say the train isn't within walking distance of the apartment. Mm-hmm. So he's up at 6? Do you think Sean Boswell is a shower the night before or a shower the morning of kind of guy? Hmm, interesting concept. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about him as a racer, you think he races all night and then comes home and takes a shower? No. He's a shower well, in the morning kind of I guy. I mean, if you're in the mechanic, I can tell you from experience right now, uh-huh. my hands I, are filthy. I got from, I got grease under my nails. Yeah, I got grease grease going all over. So he's got to take some of that, like, you know, that grit soap in the shower and get it get clean after working on cars all day. I think he's mm-hmm. a shower at nighttime kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Which I... I always have been too. Uh, many people decry this because you have to get into bed slightly wet, and they're like, "Ugh." Yeah, I kind of like, like that it. Either. I kind of yeah. like it. 
Um, my sleep schedule and bedtime routine is one of the most <laughs> fucked up things about my life in the universe. We got a glimpse of it a couple of weeks ago where you, where you were like, you know what? When it comes to cereal, I'll eat like four bowls of cereal before, <laughs> right before I go to sleep, and that's a, like a good way to go down. No, no, no. no. <laughs> that's if I wake up. So there are nights when I, I'm turning into an old man, mm-hmm. as one does. I'm getting old, and uh, if now I've noticed if I drink caffeine later in the day, I used to be able to drink a cup of coffee at 10 o'clock, be asleep by 10.30. Boom. Out. Oh, yeah. If I drink a cup of coffee at 7 p.m., I will go to sleep fine at 10.30, but I will wake up at 12.30 and then not be able to get back to sleep. Oof. It's brutal. So yeah. during that time of can't get back to sleep, sometimes I'm like hungry and I go and I just mow down yeah. a couple of bowls Slam. of cereal. Slam. Slam some And it just puts me into like a food, I'm trying to like force my body into a food coma. Mm-hmm. So I'll like chow down four bowls of cereal, be overstuffed, suck hard on this fucking vaporizer till I'm dizzy and like hopefully conk out. Uh-huh. Uh, it's really terrible. So there's that. But really my big problem is like I don't go to bed early enough. I always end up like watching a couple of YouTube videos at night in bed. Like we turn off the lights at 1030 but I'm watching videos till 1115. Mm-hmm. Then I'm down at 1115, 1130. You know, it takes 20 minutes to go to sleep. So really, I'm asleep by like 11.45, maybe midnight. Mm-hmm. Then I'm beeping my alarm clock at 5.45. Woo! Nice. Because, and this is the most fucked up thing, for my whole life, I have snoozed for minimum 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour. So uh-huh. every single morning I get like I wake up to the alarm clock, I hit the snooze button. Automat I mean it's just it's just nature at this point. I mm-hmm. hit it. I can't not hit the snooze button. There's no <laughs> moment in time when I when I register the alarm clock between when I register the first alarm and I hit the button that I'm like, "Oh, awake is a concept." It doesn't cross my mind. Mm-hmm. So I, I mean, I'm snoo every every nine minutes, Yikes. and I'm I'm like kind of wait, and then by the like the fourth or fifth alarm, I'm like, oh, it's the morning. I should probably think about getting up. Maybe I'll get up after the next snooze. Mm-hmm. So, but that can't be good for a body to like wake up every nine minutes for an hour every morning. Right? Yeah. You get to like inception time as well. Between snoozes, those nine minutes, you'll you can have like vast detail and expansive dreams. Absolutely. Fucks up my yeah. brain, I think. Right. Right. Yeah. Um so that's my big problem at the moment. Mm-hmm. And so throughout the day, because I'm so like fucked up and tired, I drink like twelve cups of coffee. <laughs> Not really, but like Five. Five is not uncommon. And then I need a nap in the middle of the day. 
Mm-hmm. I'm okay in the afternoon, and then, like, obviously dinner picks me up. I get a couple of cow. I mean, it's just fucked. I wish I was a person who was good. But here's the other thing. Because I snooze so long, the time between when I actually get out of bed and say to myself, all right, I'm going to put on pants, mm-hmm. and the time I'm out the door is 12 minutes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, I mean, for the amount of, for the way that you start your day, like, I can't remember the last time you showed up to anything late. You don't show up to anything late. No, I'm an on-time a... kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm the opposite. Sometimes I show up to everything on late. time. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm going to wake up, physically wake up early, but, like, am late to almost everything that I do. Like, I try not to be obscenely late for anything, but, mm-hmm. like... No, I'm on time. And I am one of those people who's like, I'm frustrated when I'm... Oh, yeah. Like, mm, especially if somebody else who I'm accompanying to a thing is Mm -hmm. making me late. Ooh. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I feel feel not good, you know? I, I just like being on time. It's a matter of, like, respect to me. And sometimes that translates into things where I I just don't um, get the social cues enough to, like, show up at the right time. If your mm. party invite, evite, because we don't use paper anymore, if your mm. evite says 8 p.m., I'm fucking there at 8 p.m. I don't, I, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, I don't know what if to, I said I'm going to be there, if you're expecting me to be there, I will be there at the It's not even if, if you tell me. I can't read your expectations. I don't have that kind of social awareness. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is going to get there at 9.15, 9.30. I get it. Yeah. And even if I consciously know that, I still have this pit. I was like, I would way rather be the only one there and be on time than be like late and fuck everything up. Mm-hmm. That's my deal. Yeah. That's my deal. So, and then the other side of that coin is I want enough time at this party to like have a good time because if your party starts at 8.30, I'm sorry, when the stroke at 10.30 p.m. hits, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a pumpkin baby. I'm out of here. God. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm gone. <laughs> I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm gone. I'm, I cannot relive my reckless use of, use of staying up till two, three, four o'clock in the morning and eating Waffle mm-hmm. House, dog. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gone. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that's my other big thing. I'm like, you know, even if I'm with somebody, if if my girlfriend's with me at the party, I'm like, stay, have a great time, take a taxi, I'll pay uh-huh. for it. Yeah. I'm going home. <laughs> no question. Nice. Nice. I just can't deal. So I think I'm more in the Sean Boswell vein in terms of like shower beforehand, shower the night before, change my clothes the night before. I sleep in my boxers and the t-shirt that I'm going to wear the next day. Oh, so interesting. That, yeah, I'm fresh and clean. I put on clean boxers, clean shirt, sleep in them. Then all I got to do when I wake up in the morning, pop on some pants. Yod, brush, contacts, bag, I'm out the door. Nice. Yeah. Huh. That's it. Interesting. Parallel universes over here. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. We're in different... I bet there's a Daryl out there somewhere in the multiverse. That's more on my <laughs> side of things. I'd like to meet that gentleman. <laughs> He's probably all right. Mm. Um, I didn't have a good watch through this week because I hated every character in this movie and I thought they were all fucking stupid and I um didn't... I mean, the real problem with this movie is Sean Boswell's such an unlikable fucking hero that you're like, why would I root for him? Why do I think Twink should be friends with him? Hmm. Why would, like, what is his name? What is, um, Edwin? What is Jason Tobin's character's name? Edwin. I think it's Edwin. Okay. Uh, why would Edwin and like help him out? Why would uh, Neela be attracted to this guy? Why would Han, the coolest character in this entire franchise, like ha- like take this kid under his wing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> why would anybody... Like, and the fact that... I hated Sean Boswell so much watching this movie again. Made me hate all these other characters by proxy, right? Of like, these other characters are fucking stupid. This kid's a loser. And like, gets everybody in trouble and is selfish, right? All he wants to do is race and waste everybody's money and tires and time and like, uses his friends to his own advantage and uses Neela to drive a wedge between him and DK. Mm-hmm. The only person I'd like in this movie is Sean's dad. <laughs> Who actually is the only person who's like, be responsible, you fucking asshole. <laughs> like, I'm paying your rent. I'm paying for your food. I'm sending you to school. I'm doing all this shit for you because mm-hmm. you've obviously not been responsible enough in your life to keep shit in America, to keep your shit like together in America enough, you know, mm-hmm. to like actually function. So you had to got you got your ass got exiled to Japan yeah. to me, and now you're not even gonna listen to me when I tell you what to do. I was like, preach, bro. Like, for real. This kid sucks. Right, right. I mean, there's one other guy who also knows that this guy sucks. It's DK. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about that. And, like, I was thinking about DK in this watch through because I was like, look, like, he's not that bad. He's not that bad of a bad guy. He doesn't do that many bad guy things. But I think it's because... And I was trying to entertain this idea that DK is kind of a, like a version of Dom. He, he plays the cage beast and he's caged by a number of different things in his world there, right? Yeah. He is tied to Yakuza, but he's not really, you know? No. And he is, his social circle is such that he's hanging out with younger people. He's got Han around, who's also uh criminal that's stealing from him and in the same way that Finn does his outlet for like just like taking control of the situation is racing and he's at least in the beginning of the movie and really till the end like he's very good at it yeah yeah for sure I mean he's even good at it at the end 
Yeah. Right? Like, he's... He doesn't... Sean kind of fucks him over in that race a little bit, right? And he, like, spins off course. I just feel like... Still in a... If DK were to go back... To, why does he have to be the new DK? If he, if they raced again at the garage where DK mm-hmm. beat him the first time... I mean, I think it's a toss-up still. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's toss-up. not like Sean's, like, roasted him. Like, uh-huh. could be a toss-up. He doesn't have to, like... I mean, is he, like, exiled by his uncle? I think so. I mean, I think he is exiled yeah, by his uncle. That's the vibe I get. Right. But, you know, he is... Uh, his emotions get the best of him. And that's really what put sort of Dom in jail. Right. Originally, so I think the the spirit of Dominic Toretto lives within DK. Yeah, in some senses. Um, Yeah, I think so too. Basically, Uh, I mean, and they both wear tank tops. And they both. And they both sort of have a sister that, like, this shithead kid is coming in and hitting on. I bet Dom and DK would get along. Right? Yeah. I think they'd be, like, cool buds. Um, I, way better buds than, like, Sean Boswell. Right. And Dominic Toretto. You know? Maybe it's also that, like, I've been looking at Lucas Black's Instagram. Ooh. My only is advice... Is he active? Don't do that. Uh-huh. I mean, I don't need to get into it, but, like, don't, just... Really, like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. If you, I mean, especially because he's going to be in the new movie. Yeah. At least for a minute. Maybe at a barbecue. That's all we yeah. have confirmed so far, is that he's... <laughs> present at a barbecue uh-huh. I would say like after the new movie comes out and you enjoy it go for it like look at like ruin your conception of <laughs> Lucas Black <laughs> ah, it's just brutal man I mean he uh-huh. seems like a nice dad he's basically a nice dad who takes his kids to like evangelical church which is like Ooh. whatever do what you gotta do mm-hmm. I, I don't care that much but then, like, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure I know who he voted for in the last <laughs> election. <laughs> and what his feelings on vaccinations are. Oh, Sean Boswell. And, uh, yeah. Huh. What he has to say about mask wearing. <laughs> oh, shit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm gonna save that. I'm gonna save that one for yeah. After don't the look pre- at it after the premiere. Mm-hmm. Don't look at it. Ignorance is bliss, baby. You know. Um. Anyway, uh. So I I just like think maybe that's the reason I was like annoyed with Sean Boswell this whole watch through also, but maybe not. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he sucks as a character. And like I said last cycle, I think I made this point last cycle, it'd be much better if this was like a young, hungry Japanese kid 
who is mm. like ready to fucking move up in the world. Mm-hmm. And like Han was this cool outsider who took him under his wing and taught him the business and got, you know. And then cool. he sort of rivals D- with DK. I still, I mean, I just like replace that one piece in this movie. I think it's great, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, what else you will notice during this watch through? Um, did we know that Justin Lin has a brother named Jimmy? Who's in Jimmy? The Jimmy Lin. Jimmy Lin. Jimmy and Justin. Jimmy and Justin. He's just part of the. He's just part of the crew, kind of uh, Sean's pit crew, and during the Mustang reveal, the uh, what is it? The GTR engine swamped Mustang reveal. Mm-hmm. They show the crew sort of standing out there, proud of their work, and I see a guy there, like a Asian guy, gelled hair. I was like, was that? Is that Justin Lit? I had to Google it a little bit. I was like, that's not Justin Lin. Who the hell is that that looks 75% like him? Turns and after out, a few more, turns out, it's, it's his brother, Lin. Jimmy Lin. And not twins. Is it older younger brother, you think? I think it's a younger brother. Yeah. And he, yeah. like, doesn't have very much of an acting career at all. He was in this. He was in Better Luck Tomorrow. And maybe, like, two other things he showed up in but yeah he's um yeah i don't know i don't know is jimmy short for jimmy is short for what john jack Hmm. john jim jimmy i think he's a jim right jim john benjamin jack is short for john even though it's not shorter would you ever call a benjamin instead of calling him a ben you call him a jim (laughs) <laughs> Benjim, Benj, Benjim, Benjim, Jimim? Benjamin? Benjamin? I go by Jim. No? I do love those, like, reverse names. The reverse n- nickname. That, like, the only one that really springs to mind is, like, Topher? <laughs> For Christopher? Christopher? Yeah. Uh-huh. Like, Topher. Topher, Topher. is a name. Topher Grace. I've never met a Topher before. you never met a Topher? No way. They're Topher? out there, man. They're out there. I like weird nicknames. Like, Betty is Elizabeth. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's Margaret? There's like a Margaret that starts with a B. There's like a nickname for Margaret that starts with a B. Margaret. Yeah. I'm def. This is definitely a thing. Margaret has like a weird nickname. What? I'll try to look it up. I know Make your next Margie. point. Make your next point about Tokyo Drift while I look up <laughs> a weird nickname for Margaret, which is what we do on No One Likes the Tuna podcast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I think there's something about this movie that Peggy. Oh, Peggy. It's Peggy. Margaret? Margaret. Peggy? Hmm. Who knows? Um, so, I was trying to tie this together, but I think DK mentions, like, right when he's about, or even before he races, um, Sean, he goes, you know what? 
I'm the one who's lucky. I'm lucky to be able to race. I was like, oh, that's kind of an interesting way to look at it. And I am, I was trying to think if there was anybody else in the series who has that perspective because uh-huh. I think, and I was comparing that to when I think about drift and like, I don't know, I just had some work done on my car as well. Like cars are disposable, right? Every uh-huh. mile you put on it, every like component that sort of contributes Absolutely. to the working system is deteriorating whether you're driving it or not. And when I think about that and I don't know, I think there is something in this movie which you want to think that these cars are immortal and that you can build up anything and keep it running forever, but really they're not. There's a lot of destruction in here and there is something about drift where just like the purposeful destroying of tires and yeah, just like the temporariness of these cars, I think yeah. is encapsulated by DK's like, hey, I have the, I'm the one who's lucky. Like, I get to race. And I, I thought love that was that. an interesting perspective. Yeah. I think that, like, is a nice counterpoint to all the other characters in terms of their relationship with racing. Because, like, I feel like DK has a good attitude in terms of, like, yeah, I'm lucky, and, like, this is temporary. You know, I can't do this forever. As soon as I get old enough where I have to start wearing a bunch of jackets, my racing ability is going to go downhill fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm young, I'm vibrant, and I can wear, like, tank tops and got the free arm <laughs> move- movement, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Got my trendy haircut. But everybody else is like, this is the only thing, and it's life, and, like, my car is me, and is a character of me, and, like, that's kind of weird, because, you know, they modify these cars all the time, so if, like, they're so bonded and connected with these cars, is the modification of the car actually a modification of them, themselves? Mm -hmm. Do they ever run into, like, a ship of Theseus kind of territory? Where it's like, if you replace every single part of the car, is it still a new? Is it still the same car? Mm-hmm. You know, car of Theseus. I don't know. I I just think like I like different attitudes about the racing and about the cars and about different characters' relationship to racing. I think it's also a good way that the series could do more of. To just separate characters right Mm -hmm. like the thing about the family in the later movies is like they have separate like roles within the group i guess like as ramsey's lays out in seven of like alpha and mrs alpha and joker and tech guy and all that sort of stuff Mm ex-cop but they all have the same relationship and attitude towards cars Maybe Dom's is a little more psychotic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But they all basically feel the same way about vehicles. And it would be cool to, like... That's why I think Shaw 1 is a great villain, kind of. Mm -hmm. Right? Because it's a villain who, A, drives, B, has a feeling about cars... 
And that feeling and attitude about cars is different than the rest of the family, than mm-hmm. the rest of the characters, right? His attitude is it's a, it's a precision tool mm-hmm. to get a job done. It is a means to an end, right? Uh, it's not freedom. It's not like Zen. It's not God. It's not anything like that. It's just a tool that we can tune and machine and, you know, modify to meet our human wills. Mm-hmm. I think that's fucking interesting. And it's an interesting part of his character. I'd love it if the movies did a little more of that. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I got nothing else to say about Tokyo Drift. I think I'm good, too. Do you want to do some shouties? Yeah, let's do some. Can you go first so I can think of one? Because I <laughs> have not done that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um. So, shout out today goes to Jiffy Lube. Ooh. Of, um, Car related. I? Yeah. I think I'm in, where did I go to one? Hadley? I think it's Had- close by. Hadley, Massachusetts. That's where my mother lives. Well, I was over there. She probably goes to the same Jiffy Lube. Who would have thought? I've been to that Jiffy Lube. <laughs> I know exactly it like, where it is. It has like four bays, and it has like, whatever. I know, so I've never been to one before, and it's fast. <laughs> They're jif- they do it in a Jiffy. They lube it up. Um, yeah. I mean, without go- so I had to take my um, Tiguan in for annual service, and sure. like, the bill was really high, and I like didn't do everything that I was supposed to. But one of the things that I had outstanding was a uh, brake fluid fl- flush, mm. and I was losing sleep over it. I was like, I should replace that sooner than later. Yeah, so definitely. I'm out here visiting a friend. Jess was off riding ponies, and I was like, I'm going to go and take care of some stuff. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't throw that out there without fucking getting into it for a second. What is the deal with that? We got a, she's out here hanging out with her, um, some of her friends that just from growing up in Connecticut. And at some point they all rode horses or took horseback riding lessons and have since like carried that into adulthood. And they're trying to tap back into that old hobby. Mm. So Nostalgia wave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're out there hanging out at barns, and I was like, "I got stuff to do." Okay, I got, I gotta watch Tokyo. <laughs> I gotta watch Tokyo Drift. <laughs> so you just you go out without me. I'll be fine out here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. So I was driving around Massachusetts doing work on the car. Yeah. So I got the brake fluid swapped. These guys are fast. I really liked it. It's like. It's it's run by what looks like six, maybe eight dudes. It feels like a... I like the way they run their operation. You roll up there, they bing a bell, somebody comes and talks to you, asks you what you need, pull into the bay, and they just, like, do the shit right in front of you. Yeah. I, I got out the car, they let, me wa- out, they let me watch. I was like, I don't know what you're doing over there. Can I watch? They're like, you definitely can. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah. 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 So... Yeah, it was cool. I've like, I don't know. I, I had a car in the past, but I didn't really get to a point where I was servicing it. I had given it to my sister, and then I moved to New York, and I really have not like 
Yeah, you got to get the upkeep. Yeah. The thing about Jiffy Lube is like they're the same everywhere. Like I used to go to one on Queens Boulevard in New York, mm-hmm. and it was the cheapest place around, and all the people there were super nice and chill. Mm-hmm. Like excellent customer service and not nice in a customer service kind of way like hi sir how can i help you today you know like that kind of shit it was just mm. like yeah man i got you like no yeah. no problem <laughs> yeah do your thing <laughs> you want to wait in the waiting room you want to wait up by the car okay. we'll be done in about 30 minutes not a problem yeah yeah um uh, yeah i love a good jiffy look i would recommend finding one in near you in brooklyn to go to yeah. for the next time I want to find, yeah, I want to find one. I had a great time over here. It was awesome. Yeah, and they got good deals. You get like four oil changes or something. You get a, like a fifth one, half price. I don't remember. I'm making that up 100%. Mm-hmm. But I do remember some kind of punch card situation at the Jiffy Lube when I went. Um, all right, shout out to Jiffy Lube. We like them. Mm-hmm. I want to give a shout out to a place called Baker's Delight. Oh, nice. For two reasons. So Friday, this is just like, my life was a disaster on Friday. Mm-hmm. We planned all week for me to make meatball sandwiches for everybody for lunch. Because I've been like talking about how I've been making some meatballs lately and they're getting better and everybody's like wanting them. And so I was like, I'll bring in a bunch of meatball sandwiches. Mm-hmm. So I was like, you give me the morning off, I'll make you some meatball sandwiches. So I go into work early. Check on a couple things, and then I go off to countdown to shop. And like, I'm not feeling 100% when I wake up, you know, just like straight off the bat. I'm feeling kind of woozy, but I thought I was like, uh, it's probably, I'm totally just tired. I drink a cup of coffee and I'll be for like fine. Mm-hmm. Drink a cup of coffee, not feeling fine. No bounce back. No bounce back. Still feeling shitty, but I'm like, I gotta make these fucking meatballs for 12 people. Ugh. Like, it's crazy. So I get, uh, I go to Countdown, I do all the shopping. Like, I shouldn't have been doing this really, but like, I did. And, uh, I'll admit it. And then I, they didn't have any Italian rolls. Hmm. You know, like long 14 to 16 inch Italian rolls, which yeah. is what I was looking for. Nice meatball sub, you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, fuck. So I go home and I have to, like, I got to start rocking out these meatballs, you know? And uh, I made like 70 fucking meatballs. Oh my God. Yeah, it was brutal. Yeah. <laughs> it was brutal. It's not to be discounted. Like, you're used to making food for like one, two, two at most like four, four? people. But yeah. once you get into like the 12 oh, territory, you're catering at that point. Yeah, like, it's yeah. a whole different ball game, for it sure. It really is. And I was, like, tired, and again, not feeling 100%. So, I go to Baker's Delight while the meatballs are rocking. Once I get them all in the pot and rocking, I head out, and I go to Baker's Delight. And they have the exactly what I need, which is, like, four big-ass fluffy rolls right away. Mm-hmm. They have, like... A whole bunch of delicious stuff. The prices were good. It was like, I don't even remember. It was like one fifty a roll, New Zealand. Nice. It was like a buck. Wow. US. Yeah. Uh, and uh, they were fluffy. 
and excellent condition and baked recently. Mm-hmm. So I just want to like shout out Baker's Delight of like having what I need when I need it. I always appreciate that kind of thing. Countdown sometimes has these kinds of Italian rolls, but it was not on Friday. So mm-hmm. then I get home. Here's the double. Here's the here's the flip side to this shout out. I get home. I keep cooking the meatballs around 11:30 a.m. I just pop. I just I'm like, oh fuck! I'm gonna I'm gonna vomit. I'm gonna vomit. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't know why. It's just gonna happen. So I did that. Which then means I have to call work and be like, A, I'm going to be out today. B, oh. all these meatballs I promised everybody for work, not happening. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm not going to be the one who's like sending in fucking meatballs that I like, was cooking yeah. sick around. Ooh. You know, like, that, that's definitely not going to happen. And C, like, uh,. You know, and so then you got to deal with the workside ribbing, which is just like, oh yeah, promised everybody meatballs and then oh. didn't deliver. Like, yeah, there's that embarrassing situation. Anyway, but I was sick and I couldn't eat huh. anything, so I didn't eat anything. And then I popped again, and then finally that night, I was like, I gotta eat. I'm like, I'm so hungry, but I'm like queasy at the same time. Uh-huh. And I looked, I was like, I gotta find something in the fucking kitchen to eat. And I looked over on the countertop, and there were three giant fucking rolls of delicious mm, bread. Just plain nice. bread. I was like, and I never have bread. I just don't have bread in the house. It's just not uh-huh. something I like buy and have around all the time. And lucky for me, I'd gone to Baker's Delight. They had exactly what I needed. All weekend, I've eaten nothing but like little bites of this bread. Which is still kind of making me nauseous, but it's not making me like vomit this. But, uh-huh. you know. So, I just want to shout out like they had what I need when I needed it, and it turns out they had what I need when I really, really. needed it. <laughs> I'm so glad I had it. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good shout out. Honestly, it's like yeah. it's there's something about being there in a clutch moment that like seals the deal. Enough to get on the podcast, okay? Definitely. And, like, yeah. they're a chain. Like, they're they're definitely, like, a national New Zealand chain. But the thing about Baker's Delight is if... The problem with the terminology here in New Zealand, if you say bakery, you can mean two one of two things. You can mean the thing that's Baker's Delight, which we all think of and know of as a bakery, right? Uh, where it's, like... You know, bread, <laughs> rolls, whatever you want. You know, like normal. They got sweet stuff too, and they got a couple pies, like those British meat pies and stuff. Mm-hmm. Whatever, great. Or you can think of like a ta- like a takeout bakery, which is like all pies and sausage rolls and like sweets and like not actually like bread. Like they don't bake bread and serve it there. They just have like. Hmm. Fried or baked goods that you can like buy for lunch. Hmm. And the problem is when you search bakery in Google Maps, both versions come up. Hmm. So if I need a roll of bread, I gotta like click on each thing, pull up the pictures, and be like, is this a place that has bread Hmm. that they're gonna sell me? I'm not sure. Baker's Delight, 
I know there's always going to be bread there, and it's pretty good. So that's it. Baker's Delight. Shout out. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. Well, I hope you're feeling better. Sorry Thanks, those uh, those meatballs didn't get the uh, final taste test, but I, I think that's like, the right move. I can't even think about eating them right now. I put yeah. them all in the freezer, but like... Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to touch them. <laughs> oh, thinking about it makes me feel not good. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But you know what would make me feel good, Daryl? <laughs> if you reached out to us at Nolt Podcast on Twitter, N-O-L-T-T Podcast. Yeah. Uh, we are at No One Likes the Tuna Podcast on Instagram. Uh, no One Likes the Tuna Podcast at gmail.com. We've got uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash no one likes to tune a podcast. Throw us a buck. Throw us one dollar. It'll be cool. There's a bunch of uh, bonus episodes on there, a bunch of polls for our in-betweener episodes uh, that go up every time we do one of those. Uh, and if you message us on Patreon, you'll get first priority response for sure. And then... Um, Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever there's a rating or reviewing to do, please do it there. Apple, though, really. Come on. Let's <laughs> be honest. Um, anything else? Oh, Patreon, we are going to do the last Riddick episode. It's going to happen in June, so a couple weeks from now. And I'm sorry there's been such a delay, but i got to finish this stupid-ass fucking job. So, And uh, what else? That's it, man. Thanks again for listening and tuning tuning with tuning in with us, tuning in with us on the <laughs> final road to Fast Nine, as we're calling this twentieth cycle of ours. Till so next you week. A, you have a great week, my friend. Thanks, Nick. You as well. <laughs>